Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Well, hi, friends. Happy Monday. Hi, Beck. I've missed you. How you been? I'm amazing. Thank you so much. How are you going, Amanda? Yes, so good. We're pumping out um, a couple of episodes today um, because I am going on a little holiday. So probably when you listen to this, I'll be in Thailand. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous, but I'm going to Vegas later on in the year. So you can be jealous of me then. I will. Don't you worry. (laughs) Don't you worry. But um, we wanted to jump in. We did um, an incredible presentation, if I do say so myself, for um, the Ready, Set, Dance uh, conference a couple of weeks ago. And we got some lovely feedback on it. So we thought that we might give a little bit of an overview of a few of the things we talked about then. Yeah, it was such an amazing event and like so good to finally be back in a huge room like that full of studio owners. It just felt so awesome, didn't it? Like the energy Mm. in there, the fact that we're finally back, it was was amazing. It was lovely. It was such a wonderful day. The colours, the brightness, all the studio owners, it was a great day. It was amazing. But yeah, so we thought we'd talk to you guys about our three C's today. Um, And that's what we presented at the conference. And um, I know that if you can keep these three things going through your sales, you're definitely going to really smash it. And we've we've had so many of our tribe members smash it with this. So that's why we thought we'd Mm. talk to you about it today. So what's our first one, Amanda? So this repeatable process shall really help you, you know, improve your numbers consistently. And that is the first C, consistency, because consistency is key to everything. It's not just doing an ad once. It's not just putting something out once and hoping that it sticks. It's consistently advertising and consistently doing something to grow your program. Yeah, totally. And I told the story of, you know, we all do this. We go, oh, I'm going to get healthy and walk every day and start to eat healthy. And you do it really hard for a week or two and then you stop. And then a couple of months later, you're like, I'm going to get really healthy. And, you know, so we do that in life all the time. We all all do it, but we tend Mm. to do it with business as well. So we're like, oh, I'm really going to put time and effort into marketing my preschool. And then we start running and the studio gets busy and then we forget about it. And then a month later, we're like, oh, I forgot to do that. Or I didn't keep going with it. And that's the problem. When you want to grow something, it has to have that consistently and you need to be consistently doing it. Yeah, for sure. So both Beck and I are big believers um, in advertising preschool especially. There's not a day of the year that we're not advertising preschool classes. On top of that, there's not a day of the year we're not going to accept preschool students, even like week before concert. Yeah, right? Yeah, totally. And Amanda and I see this all the time with our clients where they say to us, I'm really trying to build preschool. And then we go into their Facebook page or their Instagram and we have to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll to find that preschooler post. And the thing is that no one's going to opt into your product or into you if you're not actually showing their type of age group. So if you are out there advertising preschool, you have to do everything preschool. Your stories need to be preschool. Your organic feed needs to be preschool because that's what you're putting your money into. So that's what you should be presenting on your pages yeah most definitely because otherwise there's this weird like it doesn't um correlate if they see an ad for preschool then they click on it to see your feed and all they see is that senior doing you know 
three four days or whatever it is the over tilts or whatever that is if they're not then clicking onto your actual instagram grid and not seeing you know um students that reflect the preschool ad they're going to think what is this this isn't the place for me they just do high level elite stuff yeah, totally. And look, if you are running preschool classes, just get your teachers to take as many photos and videos in class as they possibly can. If you do have something like Ready, Set, Dance or Little Groovers or one of those that already have everything done for you, make sure you're using those photos and, and videos and everything already. And if you know you can't get enough out of your preschool teachers, then just use that. But every single day I have on my story a preschool post. There's no day of the year that I don't have that. Yeah, me too, especially the stories because we know that um, stories are seen more than on the grids at the moment. Um, So every single story set should definitely show preschoolers if that's what you're trying to grow or if you're trying to grow whatever program that is that you're trying to grow. Um, Obviously at Ready, Set, Dance conference we were talking about preschoolers but whatever that is, every single story set should show that. Also your top line of your Instagram feed should always show something that correlates to your paid um, ads as well, because otherwise there's this disjointed thing going on. Yeah, totally. And I know, Amanda, you had your mid-year concert last weekend. We've got ours this weekend. And that's a great Mm. time to get awesome content. So, you know, and it doesn't just have to be the kids dancing on stage. Backstage, you know, little faces and cute little outfits and all of that sort of stuff can really make such a huge difference um, and give you lots of content, especially if you break over the school holidays. Yeah, that can really, really help. So we've talked about like in our socials, that consistent marketing, but what else should we be doing consistently, Beck, to make sure that we're making our brand front of everyone's mind? Yeah, look, I'm a big believer in doing all the things. And and what I mean by doing all the things is doing a shopping center promo, um, but doing the preschooler ad that you're using, make that a flyer, pull up and do all of the things. And and the other thing that I'm a big believer in is going out and doing flyers in preschools right now. I think it's a great time to do it. I think preschool parents have settled down. They're looking for stuff for their kids to do. And everyone should be using their QR codes now. It's on every piece of marketing material I get, which is perfect. Um, but my suggestion to all of you is have the same picture. I know there's a few people in the tribe at the moment who are doing shopping center promos. And I said to them the other day, have the same picture on your Facebook ad as your shopping center promo as your preschool flyer, because then those clients are seeing it potentially three times and they're probably going to then opt into your brand. Yeah, for sure. We all know what it's like when we're shopping, right? Like, you know, we go and we put something in our cart or we look at it and then we're like, oh, no, not sure. Then we go back, we put it in our cart the second time perhaps and we still don't check it out. It sometimes takes us three, four, five times before we actually make a commitment to something. It's exactly like that for parents looking for your um, classes as well. They're going to browse and have a look at you a few times before they actually commit. Yeah, I'm totally that person too. I don't know about you, Amanda, but I'm so that person who will put it in my card and then talk myself out of it. And, you know, and parents get busy as well. So that constant reminder is what needs to be happening. If you just put a lot of spend behind an ad for a week, they'll probably see you and maybe think, oh yeah, I should do that. And then not opt in and then not see you again. And so, you know, they'll opt into the program they do see again. So consistency is definitely key. Awesome. So our second C is create because you need to be creating a killer offer because it doesn't matter how consistently you're marketing because if you're actually just doing marketing without putting an offer, it's pointless. They need to know what the offer is always. 
Yeah, we see this all the time as well. Like someone's done this really cute ad. They've done, you know, a great graphic, some really good copy, but they haven't actually put in their copy what they're offering. Is it a free trial? Is it, you know, a taster class? What What is it that you're actually offering? And, and it's a good um, reminder to look at your ads and actually think to yourself, well, what am I offering? Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, you can create a killer offer both on paid ads and organic um, posts as well, but there needs to be an offer. It needs to create massive FOMO, that fear of missing out, and it needs to be an obvious yes for people. They need to see that and go, yes, I know what the next step is. They know how to book you know, the free trial or how to enroll in the taster class or that they're going to get a free uniform with enrollment or that you're offering three introductory classes for $30. You know, what is it? And making sure that it is enticing and exciting and it's, you know, something that they can't say no to. Yeah, totally. And I I just wanted to quickly talk about the taster class idea because that's been working really well for some of our tribe members. Like they've enrolled Mm. 25 people at once. And so what we suggest is that if you're starting a new program, do a taster class on maybe a Sunday or something like that, overstaff it, get lots of people in. So have like a three-week lead up, get lots of people in, and then at the end of it, enroll them all. And it's working really, really well for a lot of schools out there. And it's a great way to start those new programs in your school. For sure, for sure. So making sure you're creating a killer offer that everyone just wants to opt into in that amazing consistent advertising. Our third C, Beck, is close. Closing the deal. It is so important, right? Yeah, this is the one that I'm probably most passionate enough and about. And I think the reason I'm so passionate about it is because I don't think as studio owners, we train our staff, staff enough in sales and we are in sales. I know we don't like to think about it like that, but we definitely are. And if you're putting all that money and time and effort in, into getting someone into your class and then they don't opt in because your staff don't know how to close the deal, you're just wasting money. Yeah, most definitely. And great classes aren't always enough. I'm sure you're all running incredible classes. You know, we have that new trial come in. They have an awesome class. But how many of you have had this amazing trial class with a student? They come out and then they're like, thanks so much. Bye. And then they walk out. Like so many of us have done that, right? Like I think I've been guilty of that or my team back. I'm sure you have as well. Oh, definitely. I so have. And my team has as well. And, you know, now that I really train my staff and it's such a difference in our studio, um, the amount of conversions is so much better. And I definitely share with my staff how many preschoolers, how many students we have every single Monday. And we talk about all of these things. And, you know, if a, if a student doesn't convert, we always try and work out why. Um, and sometimes mm. it can be as simple as the fact that no one was at the door. And so they just walked out and probably went and tried something else. And, you know, you've got to be on top of that. Yeah, most definitely. We don't want any of our students to miss out on that incredible journey through dance that we've all had. All of us, you know, we're here as dance educators, as studio owners, as teachers, whatever that is, because we have had like a magical, amazing journey um, through dance, both as a child and an adult. And we need, we want to offer that to as many other students and children as possible. 
Yeah, exactly. And I talk a lot to our staff about this, and I know you do too, Amanda, is that they have to value every single child that comes in as if it could be them. And, you know, if they had that bad experience the very first time and their mum said, oh, well, this isn't working, let's go to, you know, football or something instead or netball or whatever they do, they're not going to have that amazing journey that you've had. So that's a really good way for your staff to look at it is for them to think about that student. But Amanda, tell me about the lifetime value of a client because I know you're really passionate about this. And I love when you talk about this because it's just such a big eye opener for all studio owners. Most definitely. And if it's something you haven't done before, I would highly recommend that you work out the lifetime value of your client. So lifetime value is calculated by, let's imagine this student walks in your door when they're two. They start taking a mummy and me class, you know, work out what their fees would be for the year. Um, what you expect their costume payment to be, their um, concert ticket sales, their uniform. That's the first year. Year two, maybe they're taking a jazz and a ballet and they're doing that for two years. Um, by the time they're five, they're then um, you know adding a tap and a hip-hop class. By the time they're eight, they might be in your junior show group. By the time they're 10, they might be as a soloist. Add every single year up until they're 18. Work out how much it is. Sometimes it's mind-blowing. And if you think about that and potentially that two-year-old walking in the door could be worth that amount of money to you, you'll flip your mindset and you'll really make sure you're closing that deal. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, working that out, like Amanda said, you really will value that that student for sure um, and make sure that your staff do understand how to do that. So some things that we probably mm. need to do with training our staff is one, educate the parent before they come in there about what's going to happen, about how it's going to feel. Because parents can feel really stressed about going into new situations as well. I know myself, if I go to the gym or go to a new gym or a new place, I often feel a bit anxious about it. And I feel much better if one sure. I get approached as soon as I walk in and two I sort of know what's going to go going to happen in there um yeah and some other things like an incredible studio experience I know you're all about this Amanda but they want to have that amazing experience when they come into the studio yeah for sure everything from being greeted by name when they walk in you know knowing that you're going to expect them to giving being given a studio tour to being um told where they're going to sit or if they're going to come into the room or are they going to watch on the screens, being shown where the bathrooms are, you know, where they can make themselves a coffee, um, being introduced to another parent because, as we said, quite often it's the parents that are more anxious, being introduced to another parent so that they can, you know, make a relationship with that parent as well, you know, really making sure everything from the second that they walk in is an absolutely incredible studio experience. Yeah, totally. And then at the end of the class, because we know most of them are going to teach a great class. We know that about our teachers. Mm. So then at the end of the class, do they know how to go up and speak to the parent? Do they know whether to, they have to sell a uniform to the parent and where those uniforms would be to try on? Do they know how to upsell to another class? Because we know that kids who do more classes are going to be more confident and better dancers. So we want them to do more classes. Do they know the enrollment process? Like I know as studio owners, we always think, well, they should know all of that, but often it's just in our head and they actually don't know all of those things and you need to help them with that. Yeah, our teachers, you know, are quite often the 
you know, quite often our teachers are young, you know, they might know, yes, that they're meant to fill out the enrolment form or what's the website or whatever, but do they know every single process? Are they able to answer questions on how the billing works, you know, when their first direct debit comes out or when their invoice is sent? Or, um, you know, do they know what to say if the parent says, oh, no, I don't want to buy a uniform when uniform's compulsory? These are things that we really need to train our staff and make sure they're really confident in because sometimes our young staff or all of our staff, not even our young staff, you know, they, they need training on that because they don't know the right things to say sometimes. Yeah, and I love what you just said then. Like sometimes I really throw hard things like that at, you know, a much younger person um, such as, well, I don't want to wear the uniform and just see what they say because they're much better off to do that in front of you and in front of their fellow staff members and then you can support them and help them than if that actually does happen with a parent and they're tongue-tied and they have no idea what to say. So, you know, staff feel more confident when you train them in these things. They actually like it. I know people think, oh, I could never talk to my staff about selling, but when I I've started it with my staff and I've done it consistently for five years now. They love it. Even new staff members who are quite high end love knowing what's going on. They actually are so appreciative of it and it makes them so much more confident in their waiting area space and in the studio space. Yeah, most definitely. And making sure all of your staff know how to ask for the sale. You know, that they don't just have a lovely talk about how well she did fairy runs across the room or whatever that was, but that they actually ask for the sale. They say to them, awesome, so should we get you all signed up so you can come along next week or are we going to see you, you know, next week? Whatever that is, but they actually ask to close the deal. Yeah, totally. And something that you guys might want to do that we've just done with our staff if we've, is we've got a little onboarding flyer that we give people now that has a QR code um, for them, obviously, to enroll, a QR code for them to go into band, a QR code to the Shopify store, so our uniform shop. And all those QR codes are just on one little flyer for each age group. And it just makes it easier for my staff, especially if they're super busy, to sit the parent down in the waiting area and say, hey, QR code into this, now QR code into that it's just an easier process so I'm I'm loving QR codes right now yeah we do the same and it works really really well um, it's a great thing to be having and then we also then um, you know have an onboarding process through our emails and stuff as well so you know together that really works well to make sure we're setting that client up for the best chance of success yeah, totally. So my biggest advice to you guys is to keep that consistency going with these three things. And, you know, we talked about consistency first because you can do these things once and it's probably not going to work that well. But if you do it over and over, as Amanda said in the first place, a repeatable process and keep doing it, we 100% guarantee that your numbers will grow. Most definitely. So those three C's to recap, consistency, um, creating a killer offer and closing the deal. We hope that that can really help you, um, you know, think about your framework for how you're going to enroll more students into your classes. Yep, absolutely, guys. Well, thank you. I hope you got a lot out of that session. Amanda, have the best time in Thailand. Um, and we will see, we'll see you all refreshed and excited when you come back. Can't wait. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. Don't forget to check out Dance Principles United Tribe. Um, if you want to go to danceprinciplesunited.com, you can check out what the things that we're talking about inside our tribe, which is these things every single week. Can't wait to chat to you soon. Thanks for joining us. Bye.